Why do we fall so we can learn to get back up? <laughs> I told you, the musical scores from Hans Zimmer's is pure golden. What is up, OTC listeners? Another night for the OTC Outside the Comics podcast is in your life. Episode 21 here in this fine Wednesday night recording at after 9.30 p.m. And what a day has it been. Been exhausted for these past few days. Been working double time, overtime, over over and over again is just, uh, it doesn't really help that the humidity keeps on just creeping up on us in every single day that we do, you know, it's like, it's like mother nature, can you just take a chill pill, can, can, can you just do that, can, can, can you just chillax for like, I don't know, six to eight months and then come back and like wreak havoc maybe somewhere else, I don't know, it's, it's, me, 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 me and the weather don't get along. And I'm sure a lot of people are like that too. But me and the weather won't get along. <laughs> Listen to me here ramble on and on about the weather. But I hope everyone's doing great. Uh, it's been a good... Like I said, it's been a good day as of thus far. Uh, I am very excited because October is coming around the corner for New York City Comic Con! It's going to be freaking awesome if you have not gotten your tickets and you can't find a way to get your ticket. Or maybe you can get a ticket, but you don't have the um, the the pass that you need. Because I'm sure you need to file, uh, fill out a, um, a request form uh, for you to be registered first and then get your pass. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there are ways that some people can do it. Maybe they got connections that they've already uh, gotten before. I don't know. But my point is this. If you've not gotten your ticket for Comic-Con and you're unable to get it, don't worry. There's always next year because Comic-Con returns every single year to New York. If you don't want to go to New York, you can go to San Diego or anywhere else that they hold Comic-Con. It's freaking awesome. If you've never been, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Just last night, I actually ordered my uh, uh, new jacket for... Well, not really a jacket. It's more of a zip-up hoodie. And it's going to be a carnage of... It's going to be a hoodie that's of carnage. And what I'm going to do is... I'm going to paint my face where the carnage symbiote is almost taking over. But I'm going to leave one half side where it looks like the symbiote is actually moving. It's going to be pretty cool. It's... I, I can't wait. I really can't wait. October 4th, 2018. Cannot come soon enough a lot of friends always ask me why don't i go on a weekend fortunately i'm always busy on my work during the weekend so that's neither here nor there but comic-con is going to be fun definitely going to bring a lot of money um going to meet a lot of people maybe a lot of uh voice actors that i'm always always uh looking forward to maybe a lot of youtube models because that's always fun you know, take an autograph picture of someone that's like half naked and get to see their buttocks. I'm a guy. Like, what, what, what do you expect? I'm, I'm a guy. It's, it's, I'm, so what? Um, Game of Thrones. I know they're going to have The Walking Dead. They're going to have so many venues. It's it's going to be exciting. I can't wait. Hopefully, my uh, zip-up hoodie comes in very, very soon. Because 
I definitely want to like have it on display in my room. And just to be like, alright, I got these many sleeps left. I got these many weeks left. I got these many sleeps. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait. I really can't wait. But anyway, enough with that. We came on to hear some Marvel DC comic book news. And it's been very, very interesting to say the least because... Literally since the bombshell last week about me talking about Ruby Rose and talking about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and with James Gunn and whatever, like there's still, it, it's amazing to me on how many news just keeps on dropping. There's always something to report, there's always something to look forward to, or there's something to like read because in the world of comic book news, Nothing really surprised me anymore. But there were a couple of things that recently happened, and we're gonna uh I'm gonna touch base on this later on, where I felt to myself, you know what? I don't get it, and I'm trying to understand the other side of it. We'll see how it goes. Um, so let's get down to it, shall we? <clears throat> This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Anchor, an app that lets you record your own podcast using your own voice through your technology and your phone or laptop or iPad or Kindle or whichever the case may be. Download Anchor now and make your own podcast, make your own thing, make sure you want to do whatever you want to do to make your voice be heard. Go to Anchor right now. If you don't like Anchor, non-sponsored. If you don't like Anchor, if you don't want to make your own podcast, that's okay. You can listen to other people like myself just rambling on and on for about an hour. This kid thinking he knows what he's talking about, maybe some knowledge over what he's seen on the internet and what he's been following for the time being. You know what? That's fine because there are a lot of people that are doing the same thing too. Anchor is definitely the best way for you to get yourself started to either listen or to make your own thing. Again, (laughs) non-sponsored. So, with that being said, let's get on to some new, I don't know, this is kind of a little delay going on, a <laughs> little delay. Um, a few things that really caught to my attention with what's been going on, um, apparently with the drama that's been going on with James Gunn and Disney and Batista rioting uh, against Disney, and pretty much we we pretty much know the who, the who's who. Joked about pedophilia, joked about rape, uh, child molestation, whatever. Got fired by Disney, um, and he's he no longer will be directing. And apparently he no longer will be directing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But apparently the script will still be in use. Well, uh, fortunately, unfortunately, a few days ago hit that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will be out or has been delayed indefinitely. And in my mind, when I saw this news, I, I, I thought to myself, how the hell... Did Disney not expect that this was going to happen? 
for one thing, they've already received countless backlash over the stuff that they've uh, presented, especially with 90s cartoon shows like racism, sexism, um, slavery, or whatever the case, through various uh, forms of media. The, but that's neither here nor there, you know, what, they're, what they've done in the past. Like, how do you go about firing a director for one of your most popular movies ever in a cinematic universe and not have a backup plan? Myself and a lot of fans included pretty much thought that maybe Taika Waititi... I, I, I think I got it. Uh, I could think... I got it. Little getting tongue-tied. I think I got the name written down. Um, a lot of people thought that he, out of all people, would actually replace James Gunn in directing because he has a, a great understanding and a great perspective on visual storytelling, especially when it comes to comedy and especially when it comes to other actors coming together. But it's not even going to be that. Apparently, uh, Watiti has actually been... Working on a, a different film or a different project that's been undisclosed as of this moment. And we thought uh, it would be part of, you know, maybe Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But unfortunately, that's not the case. As of right now, we have no idea, not one clue of what's going to happen with the movie now. We don't know if it's going to be out forever. We don't know if a different director from someone else completely is going to come and replace him. We don't know if this is going to be a continued story of what's been going on with Infinity War. And what's been going on with the Avengers as a whole. We just don't know. But... Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was set to make a trilogy. We've already seen one and we've already seen two. Part 3 was supposed to take place sometime in 2019 or around the release of 2020 if I'm not mistaken. But now that it's been out indefinitely, the question sets in, does this ruin the timeline or the storyline of what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going for? In my personal opinion, it kind of does. We've already gotten confirmation for Spider-Man Far From Home. We've gotten confirmation for Doctor Strange 2. And we've gotten confirmation literally years ago about Guardians of the Galaxy and that they were going to make a trilogy. But now that this happened and Disney apparently has not foreseen that something like this would happen if they make certain choices and for some reason they don't have a backup plan, like... Does anyone not find this weird? You fire one of the most beloved actors in the history of Hollywood for his work and his entertainment because of crap that he wrote over 10 years ago on a social media site and you don't even have a replacement or a backup plan? Now you're going to pause the movie, the project... Which is a huge slap in the face to the fans, to the cast, to the hard-working men and women that's been working on the film as of this point. Because think about it. It's not just the cast and the fans that suffers here. Think about the musical score, guys. Think about the visual directors 
and 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 the people that work on the visual effects. Think about the um the computer generation uh uh the CGI uh guys that worked tirelessly day in and day out with the green screen effects, sound, lighting, all of that combined. I'm sure you can hear me like think very passionately about this, but come on, like this is common sense, really. Now, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Maybe it's out indefinitely. Maybe the project is already done. It's just not ready to be released because we just need a certain director that they can find well enough to carry the project, to carry the movie to what it's supposed to be. Okay. I'll look at it another I, I I I'll look at that point of view. That's one way to look at it. Um I don't buy it. And like always, it's pretty much another waiting game. That's what it really comes down to. It's it's pretty much another waiting game of what we're going to see because why the hell not? Oh boy. Anyway, that's what's going on with Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Let's move on to other Marvel stuff. So, speaking of trilogy, Tom Hardy, all of you guys know who Tom Hardy is. Apparently, he's going to be set in doing three Venom movies overall. Three Venom movies under Sony. Which means... That Venom is most likely getting uh, getting a trilogy of his own. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Honestly, I really don't know. Um, we're pretty much at the point where we're okay. I'm 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 I can't speak for everybody, but I can only guess or think about my interpretation of what's been going on. Sony right now is in a position where Spider-Man, their cash cow, has been borrowed by Marvel, the, the MCU. So they can continue on with the cinematic universe with what's going on with the storyline, right? It's only going to be a matter of time before Sony is going to want Spider-Man back. So are these Venom movies and um, Morbius that's going to be starring Jared Leto and... You know, Black Cat, Silver Sable, and all of these other side characters, or all these other characters from the Spider-Man universe, are they building a cinematic universe themselves where it's just going to be focused on them? And maybe we can finally get a Sinister Six movie, or maybe we can find, um, maybe within Sony we can get a Secret Wars type movie, because that would be freaking sweet. Is, is this leading to something? Because if it does, and Venom is probably one of the first few movies to actually launch Sony into making a cinematic universe of their own, I can kind of guess why they're doing it. At the same time, I'm very, very skeptical about this because one, it's Sony. Sony has not really had a great track record in terms of making great superhero movies. Granted, Sony 
uh, I'm sorry, uh, Spider-Man was Sony's cash cow, or is his, or is their cash cow at the moment, the same way Batman is Warner Brothers' cash cow, but if they're using these other characters to build the cinematic universe of their own, then we're going to need to see exactly how well these movies actually do in order for us to get behind it. Remember, um... Everyone is now copying off of Marvel in terms of what they're doing. Because they started from 2008. The Conjuring has a universe of their own. Uh, Universal by Comcast had to... Uh, uh, they had to get a cinematic universe uh, a universe thing that's going on on their own. The whole introduction with The Mummy starring Tom Cruise. The Dark Universe, quote-unquote, which... Goddamn, I saw that movie and... I feel like I should make a YouTube channel in terms of why these movies will not or do not work. I think when I get a camera like in the next couple of weeks, that's probably what I'm going to do. But that didn't work. The Mummy starring Tom Cruise did not work. And I think that pretty much canceled the whole idea of the Dark Universe as a whole. Um. So yeah, as I was saying, everyone is trying to copy off of Marvel. Warner Brothers is doing it, Comcast is doing it, um, other companies are doing it, the horror production uh, people are doing it, everyone is doing it because they see how successful they're doing, right? If Sony is doing the same thing and it's going to build into something ecstatic, then it only makes sense to get Spider-Man back because I believe Spider-Man uh, finishes his contract with um, the MCU by the end of 2019, unless they make an extension. So again, like always, probably the theme for this episode, we'll just wait and see what happens. We'll just wait and see what happens. But yeah, Tom Hardy has signed for three Venom movies as a whole. So whatever you want to think about, uh, if it's yay or nay or whichever the case, then hopefully the movies will be great. Not perfect. But great. I really do hope they don't kill off all of the symbiotes. And they actually find ways to, the, to, to get the symbiotes together. Like every single one of them together. Ooh, imagine if they make a Venomverse movie. Oh, that'll be sick. Like an Edge of Venom or Edge of Venomverse. Or maybe, because one of my favorite Spider-Man games... Slightly going off topic here. But one of my favorite Spider-Man games is Spider-Man Web of Shadows. And in that game, it was pretty much about what would happen if New York City was attacked by a symbiote invasion. What if that was a movie? That would be a superhero slash horror slash action slash cinematic brilliance. Yeah. That, that would be awesome. Like 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 a zombie invasion, but with symbiotes. Ooh, that would be pretty cool. I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this right now, what the hell is a symbiote? I don't know what you're talking about. A symbiote is an alien entity that pretty much bonds with the host in order to survive. Eh, you see? Eh, eh, quoting Dr. Connors from Spider-Man 3. Eh, I did my homework. Um, Once the bond actually happens... It's hard to unbind and they react on aggression. That's what a symbiote is. 
Um, so if you know symbiotes in terms of venom, carnage, toxin, scream, anti-venom, and other symbiotes that are there. Um, if you guys remember Giver, Giver was one of my favorite animes ever. Holy shit. Uh, if you guys remember Giver, that's a symbiotic, uh, alien thing because it bonds with the human. So... That's pretty much what a symbiote is. For those of you that are listening to this and have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Which, if that was the case, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Symbiote invasion. Maybe I should write a screenplay about that. Hmm, We'll see. Anyway, moving on. What other things are going on with the whole Marvel Universe today? There's been a lot of um, uh, a lot of excitement with the Spider-Man PS4 game coming out, and Spider-Man PS4, if I'm not mistaken, is coming out September 7th, which is literally next weekend. Um, I love the white insignia because I feel like the, the the white spider insignia that Spider-Man has in the game. Um, if you pre-order the game now, I believe if I'm not, I'm not mistaken, I'm trying my best to not be mistaken here, but if you pre-order the game now, you can unlock the suits of the Scarlet Spider, Ben Riley, and Ben Riley has a massive cult following with his suit. Like Ben Riley is probably one of other people's favorite Spider-Man ever, ever. So Ben Riley's pretty cool. Um Let's see. Uh you, I'm sure you can unlock other suits as well. I think the classic Spider-Man um you can unlock. You can definitely unlock. You could try to unlock the um uh Tom Holland Spider-Man from the MCU. So that's pretty, so that would be pretty cool. Maybe Spider-Punk. The Punk Spider, that that would be awesome. Uh, there's going to be a, a lot of unlocked achievements that one, if you pre-order the game, I really want to play the game. Like, obviously I want to play the game. Uh, I really want to buy the game. The problem is I don't feel right spending 60 bucks on the Spider-Man game, like literally right away, especially if I'm not going to have enough time to play it as much as I want to, considering that I work literally every single day. And first thing I come home is literally take a shower, eat, and then probably watch TV for a couple of hours, and then go to sleep. So if I am going to get the Spider-Man game, I may get it around the holidays in terms of Thanksgiving or Christmas, or when Black Friday comes out. Yeah, Black Friday. Because at least with Black Friday, I can order anything I want from Amazon or whichever the case, and literally would take me a few days tops. I think that's going to be my plan. Um, Spider-Man PS4, if you guys are going to get the game next weekend, have a blast with it. Please don't spoil, to me, the ending. Uh, don't spoil to me about, um, what's gonna happen, the villain, or whoever. No spoilers, please. Just, 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 don't, just, don't, don't, don't be that guy. Don't be that douche. You don't want to be a douche. Nobody wants to be a douche. Just, just don't. 
Simple as that. Just don't. <laughs> oh, man. Can't wait for Spider-Man. <laughs> All right. Let's move on here, shall we? <clears throat> so, in other things of what's going on with Marvel, uh, I think it's very interesting that you go on uh, YouTube and... You see all of these fan trailers and these fan um these fan theories of what's going to happen with Avengers 4 and you see all these fan trailers uh where certain people like combine old footage from from past trailers and uh it's like they're going off to one specific entity. In other words, if you go on YouTube and you look up like let's say X-Men and Deadpool and the Avengers uh banding together against Thanos, they're really, really done. I highly, highly recommend watching them if you want to take some free time in terms of doing them. Uh, the background music is always cool. The editing is always good. Um, you can literally find hundreds of these editing videos. Uh, one of my top favorite ones, um, I forgot what the name of the song is, but I kind of I constantly listen to them. Um... Uh, VFX something something. I'm I'm I'm. Once I remember it, hopefully later on, I'll be able to say what it is. VFX Guru. There we go. You look up VFX Guru. Shout out to him or her, whoever it is. Uh, they do a lot of impressive work on YouTube. VFX Guru. I highly recommend them. They even look on what goes on behind the scenes in certain projects and certain movies. Go to them, uh, look up their work on YouTube, give them a big thumbs up, give them a shout out, uh, support their channel, whatever the case. Their work speaks for itself. And I love listen- I love watching the one minute Avengers piece that they that they make together. They even made one with DC and Marvel, so that was pretty cool. Moving on. Whew. I need to catch a breather. It's, you know, damn humidity out here. <laughs> so, a lot of things have been going on with DC that I cannot even fathom to begin. Um, ju- just a-, a quick note that I want to mention. I've been getting a lot of questions from certain people asking me why don't I cover every single thing that goes on in comic book news in terms of you know comics in terms of shows in terms of movies in terms of every single thing like first of all I'm, this is my question to 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 the ones that are wondering about that I'm one guy okay I can only do so much in terms of what news that I actually want to cover. Not to mention, this is my podcast. These are my episodes. I do whatever the hell I want, okay? First and foremost, I want to cover news that excites me the most. So if you see me covering news mostly about Batman and Spider-Man and some of the most important things that goes on with DC and Marvel, then that's completely my choice. If I cover things that what goes on with the Dark Horse productions like Predator and Aliens and so on and so forth, that's completely my choice. So if I don't cover things like Godzilla, and if I don't cover things like Shazam, or maybe, um, uh, uh, what's what, what's what's that what's that new show 
that's going to be coming out on the DC Universe Network. Um, Doom Patrol. Because I just found out that one of the main characters is going to be voiced by Brendan Fraser. Like, those things... I'm only... Like everyone else. Like anybody else. You're excited for one thing and you follow it. I'm excited for a lot of things and I follow them. Which is why when I go to Comic-Con and I report back in terms of what I did, what I saw, who I spoke to, and so on and so forth... I'm only going to talk about the things that excites me the most. I'm not going to talk about every single thing of what I see or every single thing of what I witness simply because it doesn't excite me, you know? If I don't talk about The Walking Dead, for example, because one guy was very snarky about it. He goes, well, you can talk about The Walking Dead because that's a comic series. Shut the fuck up. Listen, if I don't talk about The Walking Dead... And if I choose to talk about Game of Thrones, then I'm mostly excited about Game of Thrones than The Walking Dead. For spe- uh, specifically, since Season 8 is going to be coming out next year. And The Walking Dead, for my personal opinion, has been completely overdone. Like, it just needs to go away now. As a matter of fact, if you want, if you want me to be completely honest, I stopped after Season 3. That's right, I stopped after season 3. I'm just not excited about it anymore. And I'm not excited about a lot of the shows or new stuff that comes on every single time. Which is why I'm not covering Iron Fist season 2. I'm not covering, um... I talked about it briefly, but I'm not covering Godzilla, um... King of Monsters, or King Kong, or... Uh, some of the other stuff that are from comic books. Like, I'm not covering every single thing. Uh, I remembered, I think it was a few weeks before I left, where I spoke about briefly Cloak and Dagger, Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. I literally stopped after season three. Uh, it's not season three, Jesus. Uh, episode three, because I'm just not interested. I, I saw the first three episodes, um, I gave it a recommendation. And then I just stopped. Is that contradictory? Not really, because I'm not going to follow every single thing that comes out. Which is why I'm also not invested in The Gifted. Which is an FX show. Or I'm not interested in um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., for example. There's only so much content that I'm actually personally interested in that I'm just not going to follow. You know, so hopefully... By putting a bow on that, I answered some questions in terms of why I don't cover every single thing that has to do with comic books and superhero news related. I don't have to do any of that. I can choose to talk about whatever I want to talk about. If you're, if you're, if you support me, if you support this podcast, thank you so much. I'm grateful to you guys. By all means, if you want me to. Look up any other recommendations. Let me know on Twitter and Instagram. And I'll give it a chance. And I'll let you know my honest thoughts. Simple. Simple as that. So. Now that I answered that question. Let me move on to some DC news. You know. Since uh, DC needs to have like a little shine of what's going on. I'm going to talk about the thing that really surprised me the most. So. Sometime late last week. Ben Affleck was apparently, he ran into Jennifer Gardner, and then 
moments later or sometime later after that, he admitted himself to rehab for alcoholism. So I'm, I'm going to repeat that for, for those of you who are like, wait, what? Yeah, Ben Affleck checked himself into rehab after an intervention with Jennifer Gardner. Apparently, it has a lot to do with alcoholism. So, right away, I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, maybe he had too much. Maybe he reminisced about his past times with her. Maybe he went overboard and wasn't supposed to. So, he took the responsible thing and he admitted himself. So, hopefully, he'll be fine, right? No harm, no foul. It can happen to anybody, especially if they admit... First of all, if you have enough balls to check yourself into a rehab and you admit that you have a problem, that takes a lot of balls. Like, it really, really does. Man, male, female, it doesn't matter. It takes a lot of balls. It takes a lot of guts to do that. So, kudos. What's very interesting about this is the fact that now there's a strong chance that he may lose the role of Batman because of this. And when I say may, I mean mostly likely. Why? Because apparently... Warner Brothers uh, believes, I wouldn't say believe, but they are, under, uh, they are under strong opinion that it's going to cost way too much uh, for post-rehab insurance. I, it's, it's, it's confusing even for me to try to report this, but... I'm going to read this little piece of article, so basically just just bear with me, okay? This is from, uh, shout out to Chris Bagley, basically wrote under BatmanNews.com, that's right, there's a site called BatmanNews.com, fucking sue me, I don't give a shit. Okay, here's pretty much what he wrote. Last week, Ben Affleck checked, him, checked into a live-in, or live-in, rehab facility to deal with his alcohol addiction. There was speculation that that this could be the end of his time as Batman from a health personal level, but now experts have weighed in about financial reasons as well. More than likely, the studio will replace him because of the insurance costs that are going to go through the roof. He would be bondable, but the deductible would be really high, probably the budget of the film. Uh, Justice League had a budget of around $300 million, and the rap sources, hey, and the rap sources say that if a sequel was made with Affleck attached, the insurance deductible could, could push the budget up to $450 million. And this goes on to say that the, Bat, uh, the Batman director, Matt Reeves, has been working on a script that features a younger Batman, and Affleck wasn't expected to appear. Shut up, phone. Uh, Affleck wasn't expected to appear. However, his final appearance may was supposed to be uh, a time to play Batman once more after the events of Justice League. So probably the sequel to Justice League. But now that's most likely not going to happen. So based on what I just read, and I'm sure there are other sources that has a lot more information because to me this is still confusing as hell. So based on what I just read, 
if Warner Brothers, if there's something in his contract that says that Warner Brothers is now responsible for paying his insurance costs, that means that in a way they can no longer afford him or something along those lines. So his time of Batman may be literally coming to an end because of himself checking into rehab. Not the best way to go out as an iconic character. Not the best way to go out in terms of trying to make a cinematic universe that's kind of dwindled but trying to pick itself back up. Especially with AT&T buying Warner Brothers last month or the month prior. I believe it was last month. Um, not the best way to go out. All I can say now is I hope... I, I really do. I hope Ben Affleck gets the help that he needs. I hope he comes back better and stronger than ever. Um, maybe this is a sign or this is some kind of... I don't know. Maybe this is a work from another from another universe that says, You know what? Your time of this role is done. You need to chill out. You need to relax. Be with your family. Be with your friends. Chill out from acting for a while. Just focus on you. It could be that. It could be that. Because obviously this has nothing to do with his role of being Batman. But with if Warner Brothers is going to have a hard time paying off his insurance, his post-rehab insurances, can you imagine what would happen if other companies get involved as well? I'm sure there has a lot more to do with what's going on behind the scenes that we don't even know about. I'm just speculating at this point. Overall, I hope he comes back um, in terms of being... Better in terms of being healthier, in terms of being, you know, he get his mind, um, get his mindset right. I wonder what the hell happened between him and Jennifer Garner that made him go into this, like made made him go this far. Huh. Fortunately, there's nothing really about Jennifer Garner that really has. I don't know. I know her new movie, um, Peppermint, is supposed to be coming out soon. So, that's very interesting. But, we'll see what happens. Uh, it's kind of a theme for this one. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, other news, and of course, more Batman news. <laughs> see? So, a few days ago, and this this was probably like the main topic that I wanted to save for last, but I feel like I should get it out of the way. So... There have been reports that Alec Baldwin was going to be Thomas Wayne for Joaquin Phoenix's movie of Joker that's going to be coming out late 2019. So the movie, so the Joker movie, the crime drama that's supposed to be starring Joaquin Phoenix, uh, directed by Todd Phillips, um, that's going to have Robert De Niro, it's going to have other iconic, uh. Actors was going to have Alec Baldwin to play Thomas Wayne. Mm -hmm. Now, let me repeat that very, very clearly. They're going to. He, <laughs> there was confirmation that they were going to have Alec Baldwin, the guy that talks a lot of shit about Trump on Saturday Night Live. So he's a comedic actor to play the father of Batman. What is going 
<laughs> what the hell is going on? Oh, and, and I know, I know a bunch of you are listening to this right now and is probably thinking, well, last episode you talked about us not judging about Ruby Rose playing Batwoman. No, 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 no. This is completely different. This is completely different. How is this completely different? I'm going to tell you how. When the online trolls was talking about Ruby Rose playing Batwoman on how she's not lesbian enough, they were judging her based on her sexual orientation. They were not judging her based on her past acting roles. They were not judging her based on her acting experiences. Okay? They just looked at her and be like, oh, she's not lesbian enough to play this character. Therefore, let me troll her on Twitter, of course, of all places. Let me shit on her saying what kind of a bad uh, casting decision this is and make her feel like shit. That's what trolls were doing with them Cheeto fingers or whatever the fuck they were doing. Probably jerking off in the fucking uh, corner of the houses. No life, no job, no nothing. Pieces of shit. This is completely different because this goes back to me saying about Jesse Eisenberg playing Lex Luthor. To me, that's probably one of the biggest miscasts in Hollywood history when it comes to a superhero film. We know what Lex Luthor is. We know his personality, we know his character, we know his mannerisms, we know how he thinks, how he works, how how he's supposed to sound like, um, his mindset towards Superman, we know all of this. But Jesse Eisenberg is not that guy, is not the actor to play someone like that. Now, if you want to be all technical and saying, well, it's Lex Luthor's son, so he's supposed to be that way, no. That's, 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 to me, that's just a cop-out for accepting why he should be the way he is. No, that twitchy personality, cheap knockoff of Heath Ledger, of what he does in the movie, it did not, it did nothing for me then, it does nothing for me now. Alec Baldwin is a comedic actor. When was the last time you actually saw him in a serious role? Don't worry, I'll wait. Quoting Cat Williams. Don't worry, I'll wait. Now, mind you, this was a few days ago. Okay? And when I when I wanted to talk about it, I had to wait till today to talk about it. And I'm like, Alec Baldwin playing a, a CEO billionaire, which he can do, but he's going to play the father of Batman. I don't know about you, but I don't see it. I don't see it. I'm sure a lot of people don't see it either. Apparently, two hours ago or over three hours ago has hit that now Alec Baldwin drops out of the Joker role, uh, out of the Thomas Wayne role, and he will not play the Joker. So in a way, me rambling on about this was pretty much a waste of time. Oh, man. Uh, This is what Baldwin told USA Today. I'm no longer doing that movie, uh, citing scheduling issues as to why he was leaving Joker. I'm sure there are 25 guys who can play that part. Let me state for the record that I have not been hired to play a role in Todd Phillips' Joker as some Donald Trump mank... Me, me, what the fuck does that say? Mank? M N 
M-A-N-Q-U-E. Manqui, Manque. I don't know. Uh, th- that is not happening. Not happening. I see. So a lot of people were speculating that uh, Alec Baldwin was going to play some Donald Trump cheap knockoff of Thomas Wayne in the Joker movie. Because in a way, that's what he does. He plays a different version of Donald Trump, like a bullshit version of Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live. That's his job. That's what he does. He's a comedic actor. So so apparently a lot of fans thought that he was going to play a role like that in The Joker. And he says scheduling issues in terms of why he was leaving the role. Yeah, I don't buy that. I think he knew that playing a role like that was probably not for him. Who knows? Maybe it was scheduling issues, but I think it has a lot to do. I, I, I think there was more to it than that. I think there was way more to it than that. I, I really, really do. In terms of who I would like to play Thomas Wayne, your guess is as good as mine. Your guess is honestly as good as mine. You know what I noticed? There was um, a friend of mine in L.A. actually t- uh, texted me about this. He said that why do they keep bringing Thomas Wayne back in terms of doing some role? Because... We've seen him through various roles. We've seen him through Batman v Superman. We've seen him in the Batman Begins. We've seen him um, in various forms of media. We've seen him in comic books. We've seen him. Uh, we've seen him done uh, tons and tons of times, right? But why the studio, not studio, but why fans or directors or whoever keeps bringing him back since he needs to die for the role of Batman to start? But. For a good prequel story, I kind of understand his point of view, but I understand or I want to understand in terms of, okay, let me rephrase that. I see what he's trying to get at. My thing is, and as well as many fans are, we want to see how Thomas Wayne was in terms of a person. We want to see exactly what kind of person he was before he goes into that alley and gets shot. I think my favorite version of him is literally the Flashpoint series where Thomas Wayne actually becomes Batman. Spoilers for Flashpoint if you've never read the comics. Um, Yeah, in that alternate reality, Bruce Wayne dies. His father, Thomas Wayne, becomes Batman and his mother, Martha Wayne, becomes the Joker. So that's very interesting. That's that that to me is very interesting. If you've not seen Flashpoint, if you've never read the comics, highly recommend it. It's it's one of the best reads of the Flash probably ever made. Especially the uh the new 52 series. Um in terms of that, do I think Alec Baldwin deserves a chance to be the Joker? I'm sorry, to be um, Thomas Wayne in the Joker? No? 
<laughs> Not really, because like I said, I've seen him in a lot of roles before, and I think it probably would have been another miscast. So, I'm honestly glad that uh, they didn't go through with that. Maybe everything happens for a reason. Uh, maybe this is another way of saying, yeah, um, we're not going to, uh, we're not going to go through that. We're just going to be, uh, we're, 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 we're going to, um, we're going to, we're, we're going to just sweep this under the rug, you know? <laughs> oh man. But anyway, whew, it's getting hot in here. So take off all your clothes. <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm just fucking random. That's all we have for tonight's episode of the OTC Outside the Comics podcast. Crammed a lot in terms of what excites me. Crammed a lot in terms of what's happening out in the comic book world. Like I said, I hope Ben Affleck does uh, well in terms of his recovery from rehab. I hope that Disney does something with Guardians 3. Oh, I hope they do something and they just don't just take away the project completely. I, I really, really hope that happens. I, I really do. Uh, lots of hope for. Tune in next week where more comic book news will be arriving at our doorstep. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to tell me how awesome I am or you want to tell me fuck off or if you want to give me suggestions on how to make this podcast better, you can find me at mgmagnum715 on Instagram or the mgmagnum on Twitter. That's the word the with T-H-E. <laughs> uh, before we go, there is going to be a superhero quote of the day of the week. And a did you know factor. <laughs> so, let's start off with our quote. <clears throat> it's coming from the Man of Steel himself. From Action Comics number 775. Okay. Superman. Dreams save us. Dreams lift us up and transform us. And on my soul, I swear... Until my dream of a world where dignity, honor, and justice becomes the reality we all share. I'll never stop fighting. Ever. My thoughts to that, Superman? That's why you are the Man of Steel. Not the injustice too. But, hey, you're very patriotic. You're very patriotic. Funny thing is, this probably wants to make me want to see the death of Superman again. I don't know why there's a thing where we actually gravitate towards the people or towards the heroes that have done so much that are perfect, but then when they fall, it makes us gravitate toward them more. I don't know why that is. There's some kind of psychology behind that. One of, I think one of the main theories to that is the fact that it, it makes us or makes them closer to us. Maybe it makes them vulnerable. 
maybe he makes them feel more like human beings. I don't know. It's that's 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 now, now that I think about it, I'm definitely going to look into that. Hmm. Huh. I'm really going to look into that. Anyway, let's comes up with a did you know with uh, <laughs> another interesting version of Superman. And this is going to be the injustice part. So, did you know that in the injustice storyline, Superman, if you have not known about this, spoilers for injustice. After establishing a new world, did you know that Joker tricks Superman in terms of killing Lois Lane and destroying Metropolis? So in efforts to stop him, Batman summoned different members of the Justice League. Like they actually gotten different members of the Justice League. And when I say different, I mean different alternate versions of the Justice League in order to stop him. You got these world's best heroes Facing off against the guy. What if our world's greatest hero turns out to be the world's greatest villain? That's such an interesting fact. <laughs> Here's another interesting fact for you. Oh, we're having two of them? Yes, we're having two of them. Apparently, in 1998, Sony turned down the rights of Iron Man, the Hulk, and Captain America. Or maybe two out of those three or a couple of others. Because they all uh, they all want to focus on Spider-Man. So they believed in Spider-Man so much that they disregarded other superheroes because they were not as popular as they are now. So imagine if Iron Man and the Hulk and a couple of others were to be Sony's products and not the MCU products under Disney. What would they be right now? Something for you guys to think about. That's all we have for tonight. Tune in next week for more episode of co-main event. Our co-main event. The OTC Outside the Comics Podcast. I think I'm going to call it my main event. My main event of the OTC Outside the Comics Podcast. (laughs) I'm just blabbering. As of right now, I am done. I am through. Peace out.